Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and this morning I want to talk with you guys about reading within your genre while you're writing. Now, I've had multiple conversations about this with many different authors, and there's just different points of view, different perspectives on how people approach their research and their writing process at the same time. But I love to share my way with you guys because maybe someone out there could benefit. Maybe you are like, oh, I do that too. Or you could say, well, when I'm off writing and I'm on the research because I don't do them simultaneously, then I can read this way. So yes, I read for enjoyment, guys. Yes, I do. And I'm, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, every single book that I read, I'm tearing it completely apart um, and analyzing the mess out of it. Because then I do think you can seep all of the happiness out of that process. But I do also approach reading with a research eye. And I have myself actual essential questions that I ask myself before I start to read. So that way I can kind of remind myself what I'm doing. (laughs) Then I have a place where I store it all. So, over the weekend, I shared that process with my Writing Warriors for Jesus Patreon group, and I gave them the -the behind-the-scenes document that I use. Um, Now, I put all of mine in a spreadsheet, and this spreadsheet is going to have a list beside it of all the books that I'm reading within the genre to prepare myself for my research study. I used not to do it this way. Oh, no. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. But, you know, I have to just keep going, grace to grow, and grace to grow in my own way. And this way works for me. And because I just used to say no to spreadsheet life, I guess it was this mental block that I had, and I didn't see the power of it all right there. But I do now. So I just finished reading The Bone Box this weekend by Greg Olson. And I want to tell you guys right now. Thriller books are something, I mean, when I was young, like really young, I was reading thriller and horror and and all of that, right? And then I broke away and went to romance. I mean, we all maybe can go through kind of cycles like that of different types of genres. Or you might be the person that said, no, I stuck with horror. Horror stuck to me and I never left. Well, I'm now 
experiencing the amazing work of authors in this police procedural crime thriller genre and I am loving it. It fits me so well at this time of my life. And I'm going to tell you, Greg Olson and Lisa Regan, they get you. They will get you hooked in it. So, the bone box is like a .5. Love that concept. Had never even heard of that before. It's like, okay, this is like the novella. That's going to get you hooked into who this character is. Gives you some backstory about Birdie. Now, guys, one, y'all know I love unique character names. So, as minute when I saw Birdie's name up there, I said, okay, love it already. Then, I also love a fast-paced read because of my busy, busy life. I like to get in that thing and then get out that thing, knowing a lot more than I did. And, hey, if you're going to read anything in the next few weeks and you like thrillers, I'm like, yeah, that is just a lot I can take away. Guys, I really love the Bone Box. So, the Bone Box follows a forensic pathologist. So, she's Dr. Birdie now. Another thing that I love about it is that it is a diverse book. Y'all, she's Native American. Now, I've got a book that I can share one day. A series. It's a series with my grandchildren and I can tell my grandchildren about a Native American female pathologist cannot just believe the blessing that was when I started reading and I saw that she was Native American first thing I did was message my boys going guys look 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 and they're like oh wow go mama and we got us another book that we can have in our family that we can pass around that's representative of the Native American culture. And so, I absolutely love this book, y'all, um, for multiple reasons. Because it allowed me to go in and digest it in a way that I can now break it apart for that thriller angle, for that thriller aspect. So, you guys, get your structure down. What structure are you using? Okay, so when I, what writing method are you using? Are you into the Save the Cat beat sheets? Are you doing the snowflake method? Are you doing, you know, some other method that you found out there? You've got the Reedsy three-act structure. So, whatever it is that you're using, I want you to hold that into your mind just one minute while I move forward. You take a spreadsheet or a Word document, whatever you prefer. Um, I prefer the spreadsheet because I'm able to see all of my list of books right there and I can start doing some comparisons easy. Um, you can create a chart in Word if you would prefer to do that and just make your um, pages landscape. So, you of course put your title, put your author, put the day that you started to read it. And then just break down the beginnings and this is going to help you with it, help you with the craft of the beginning, the openings, the hooks, the inciting incidents. What's the characterization like at the beginning? How is this character being shaped and formed? What if there's any type of foreshadowing that you might notice could happen here? Do you, are you looking for any kind of details that are um, 
dragging the story down or pushing the story forward. You can ask yourself all kinds of beginning type questions. What did you like about the beginning? What did you not like about the beginning? You can say, what's, you know, how much backstory is actually here? How much description versus dialogue is here? What is the pacing like? What was the initial conflict? Was it internal, external, both? Uh, how many characters were introduced? So you can keep going with this. Okay, so I have myself this big spreadsheet with all of these questions that I'm asking myself as I'm looking at the beginnings. Now, what I did when I was writing The Sunday Killer, and if you guys have been monitoring um, just the journey with me and listening to the podcast, you might know that I was doing like three cha- one to three chapters in and then out, in and then out, and I wasn't reading the full books. I was doing that as a way to see what is the expectation of the genre of the openings of books within the thriller world, and I was getting tons of research done that way. Because it was that research purpose, focus, it was very driven, I knew exactly what I was looking for, and I really wish that I would have had the spreadsheet back then, because I did a lot of books that way, guys, when I was first writing The Sunday Killer last July. Now, I can go back and look at my library card, and I can see all of those books that I was doing that with, but I missed the opportunity to also look at my Kindle Unlimited. So, I I really regret that, uh, because that would be a great place, you know, for me to to sit and just go back, go back, and kind of cycle back through again and refresh myself on on the top 10 books at the time that I was looking at. And so, going back to what I'm doing now is the thing that I should have done all along, but that's me charting it out. And then once I chart it, I make the decision. So, I had to make the decision with this Greg Olson book. I was like, okay, am I going to continue reading or am I going to stop here at the three chapters and just put it down and say that my research part of, you know, of this is done? Um... The answer is new. I kept reading. I couldn't stop. Um, and so then that became a start book for me because that is a book that really captured my interest. And I wanted to see about Bertie's cousin, Tommy, and what, you know, was he guilty? Was he innocent? What, how does this play out? You know, she's dealing with all of this, you know conflict within herself about what had happened so many years ago and now she's got to come face to face with it and so I'm like oh I'm all into this y'all so that is a book that I moved forward with but it was like I said a 0.5 book and it was shorter and I love that I love the short chapters each chapter had its own just cliffhanger question at the end of every single chapter, there was a new revelation. Well, who sent this? And, whoa, oh, that? Why? Well, what was this person? And how was this person? And, uh, like, I loved it, y'all. So, when I was talking with Lisa Regan, she gave me, like, such phenomenal insight about, you know, 
this person, that person, and she was calling out, rattling off names, y'all, left and right of her favorite authors within the genre, and she listed Greg Olson. So what I did is I took Lisa's suggestions, and I started looking up these names, because I'm like, if they're Lisa's favorites, then I've got to go and search some of these people out. So you can go back and listen to that if you are a thriller writer. You can go back and listen to that podcast, one, because Lisa's amazing, and two, she gives us tons of people that now we can start researching. So, she did talk about Greg Olson, so I was like, who is this? And I'm like, wasn't, like, you know, why is that name so familiar to me? So, I went back in, and he is, of course, a best-selling author, super big, and I'm like, yep, I need to know this guy. And sure enough, I'm really glad I do because the work is so good. So now that means that I've got a taste of Greg Olson. Here's the issue with that. I don't want to stop. I want to keep going with that Waterman series. Now, here's how I'm looking at it. Right now, I don't want to kind of see how series works are developed with their like total series arc and all of that. I, I don't. I don't want to go there right now because the Sunday Killer is right at this moment serving as a standalone. And my publishing company has not offered me an extended contract yet that says, oh, we want to turn this into a series. You know, no, that's not happened. Um, I'm sure that that's based on many different factors. One of them would probably, uh, as you know, be sales. Um, Sweet Potato Jones was not picked up for a second book, so that lets you know how that worked out. But I will tell you that um, right now, am I using my best time to look at series work? Or should I be looking at standalones or book ones? I'm going to be going for book one. So the ones that have the series, I want the book ones in it. Um, that's why when I had the opportunity to work with Lisa, I wanted the Vanishing Girls because that was the Josie Quinn book one series of, of that book one of that series. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I need to start in beginnings. I don't want to just pick up just because I can find something at the library and it says book three or something. I don't want to just do that for research purpose. I want to start book ones because um, the beginnings are what I'm looking for ultimately so then you say wait Jen aren't you missing the bigger picture like well I'm not reading for enjoyment right now I'm reading for hooks in so I can better understand and draw connections parallels and patterns between books within the genre at, at least the first three chapters usually by the third chapter all of this should be um, present in the book usually um there's, there should be all of my questions should be answered. Um, I was finding that that was the case. And as soon as my questions were answered, I would put the books down in July and I would move forward while I was reading The Sunday Killer and writing, I mean, while I was writing The Sunday Killer. Um, so I'm picking it back up. So whether I, you know, continue with just the three because now I'm finished the book. I'm into the editing stage now. So I may do that. Or I may go at, like I did with the Greg Olson book. I might say, okay, right now the pressure is kind of off a little bit. And yes, the pressure is my pressure. 
I don't necessarily have to just do the three. I can decide whether I'm going to continue reading it or not. If I want to continue reading it, then it's going to be for what? Yep, enjoyment. And then if I'm not, then it's research only. And then I'm moving on. So that way, I understand that that time that I spent reading those initial chapters wasn't for the waste. It's giving me an opportunity to sample writer's work um, and learn the names in the industry. And even if I'm not hooked in with that author, if, if it doesn't like hook me, then that's okay. I move on to the next one, and then I talk about those reasons why to myself. I reflect, well, why didn't that work for me? What was that about that book that just kind of um, didn't hit my interest level? So I started a new book this weekend, and you can check my what I'm reading because I've decided now that once I start a new book that I'm reading, I'm going to take a picture of the book, I'm going to post it up on Canva with an image behind it, and I'm going to put it out on social media. So I did contact Mary Burton. I saw Mary Burton in a workshop. She was super cool, and it was in a Sisters in Crime workshop, and it was on the elements of romantic suspense. So I was like, you know what, the, of, you know, adding romance into your crime novels. So I found Mary Burton because I had put her on my list after watching her in the workshop and, and having that opportunity to learn from her. And that's how you build the names on your list of who do you go to? What do you look for? Um, and I see that she's got a book that's coming out. So, guys, I sent her an email. And I was like, hey, love to have you on the show. Uh, maybe we'll see. So, say a prayer that that one can open up. Because you guys know that while I'm researching, I'm also trying to connect with authors at the same time within the genre. To build up my author world, too. Because that's my word for 2021. Now, yes, I did contact Greg Olson, too. Um his notorious USA. He's huge, guys. He's huge. Mary Burton's huge. But you know what? Lisa was also huge. And Lisa took time out of her busy life to meet with me and share so much. And that's how I learned about Sisters in Crime. That's how I learned about Greg Olson. So I will let you guys know that when you can connect with authors, they can really build you up. Like, they can be there for you. Not only that, you know, be a support system for you. But they can share just valuable information. Like, if I just, like, sit back, learn from people. I can listen to a podcast. I can learn something new every single time. Um, and that's the takeaway. Like, the takeaway is I know that no matter who I have on the show, I'm going to glean something from that that I can, one, go back and apply to my life author life or talk with someone else and say oh that's what Lisa did and, and that's how I can continue to grow and develop and also work within my own writing group and share out so I've sent emails out this weekend of trying to connect I sent um, three of those and no I don't send out tons of them because my podcast schedule is pretty full like April is already full um, I've got one in May, so it would have to be like May, June, July, especially the summer months when I could do multiple podcasts in a week, um, and if I've already read the book, that's a plus two, um, if I've already read something from that author. The issue is, y'all got to hold me back, because I'm wanting to read everything that Greg Olson's written, 
um, the same way with Lisa. I want to read that whole entire Josie Quinn series. And I'm like, come on, Jen, you can't, you can't. You got so many other people. Like, you need to learn. You need to, you need to know who these people are <laughs> in this world. So, I will let you guys know that my excitement for this genre is like super, super fire right now. Um, I love YA and MG books, and I'm always going to because one, that's what my whole career has been built on. I'm a K-12 person, 100%, okay? But for enjoyment, you know, they'll say, well, what do you read? Like, well, I do read MG and YA for enjoyment, but I'm telling you right now, I'm loving this crime procedural life. Um, so the police procedurals and the detective stories, um, I'm really navigating toward those strongly. To the point where I'm like, mm, wonder how long I'm going to stay within this genre. Wonder if I've, you know, kind of found a lane that that I may stay in a while. So we'll see. We'll see what the Lord has in store for me. It's always something new. And I feel like maybe it's just to reach one other person for Jesus. And maybe to help one other person who's writing in a particular genre. Who knows what the Lord has in store for me and the, the way that it all works. Um, sometimes we, we may not ever know. But I'm just knowing I'm enjoying the ride. And these thrillers and this research and reading of the books. It's just so much fun. But I'm a researcher at heart. And so when I task myself with this and I set a goal that I want to read these books before the Sunday Killer comes out at the end of the year, then either I'm going to read the first three chapters of tons of books or I'm going to I am going to dedicate myself to getting to know the full body of work at least or the full, you know, the full text of, you know, of someone's work and, and go through it beginning, middle, end. But once I got through the whole inciting incident, how were the characters introduced, the details, the conflict, and all that. Once I got through my questions, I quit looking at that sheet, and I just read it through. And then I started saying, ooh, I like that. Ooh, you know, I was like making my little ooh-ah sounds um, as I went through and telling Eli, listen to this, Eli. Or look at this technique this author just used right there. Oh, I've never heard of that before. And you see how they use technology um, in this book. So that's something that um, I've heard from multiple authors that write thrillers is that with the use of technology today, like you can, you know, backdate a little bit. So it's it's a little bit more sleuthy. You know, you got to try to get down to the facts and uh, try to figure it out. But with technology, how are people using that? And I really liked his way of doing it. Um, so I'm picking up on all of this. So what else was I doing as research this weekend? I was listening to retired FBI agents talk about the ways that authors get it wrong in police procedurals. I was listening to two of those super cool to listen to um and i wrote them down on my spreadsheet of these are the two youtube videos that i listened to now you would say wow that's all you got to well i was doing a lot of other plenty things <laughs> to keep myself occupied uh, if you hadn't noticed and so i was multitasking while i had those youtube videos on and i was listening to these fbi guys 
I then was going to Canva and I was creating images and building the store and it took me two hours to try to do that and I'm still waiting to see if it's approved and going on there and looking at it um, for the WWJ. So that one was, ugh, I don't even know how it turned out. You can see I'm I'm tired this morning. Um, Sam was sick all through the night, so I had to get up twice with him, um, say a prayer for my baby. Um, but, so I'm running on like probably four hours sleep right now. So I'm, I'm double, I made the biggest tumbler of coffee this morning that's probably ever been carried around. <laughs> Hopefully that's going to help me. Um, and tell me to stop rubbing my eyes. <sighs> so, I was doing quite a bit this weekend. I told you guys that I had a long list of stuff to do for the WWJ conference. And I was getting it all together. I was creating events for the WWJs to build up to the conference. So, I created a calendar. Did all the StreamYard invites. Did, you know, all the platform pieces. I did all of the images. I was, like, working nonstop. I got up uh, for boot camp on Saturday, and I did not put that computer down. You know, ask Pooja. Till almost 6 o'clock. Now, guys, that was, like, so taxing for me. I was so exhausted. Now, I did watch the fights. I only fell asleep during one of the fights, but I was like, I got to take a power nap during this fight. So, like, wake me up at the end of this one, and then I'll, you know, I'll be ready for the main. But... It was rough, y'all. I really overdid it on Saturday. But I had so much on my agenda to do. Um, and so, Sunday, I also had a contract to do. A writing contract. And I was like, oh, man. So, then I started feeling sick on Sunday. And I was like, daggone. Like, my my focus was, it was really hard yesterday. I did a video. Um, I was setting up events still. Um, trying to work through all of that, clicking off things again on my agenda to do because I had not produced a video and I needed a video up on my channel. So, um, you guys know me, like in real time, if I'm setting up the events and I've got all this stuff to show, sure enough, I do want to do something that's related to that. So you guys can then go on YouTube if you want and watch that tutorial. Um, I did get a reply back about how helpful that was that people are always wondering like, how do you do that? And they were glad I showed those behind the scenes. So that was really cool. Like I got a, um, a message last night about that, that someone had found value in that video. So I was like, you know, I pushed through the tired because this chick is tired. And I pushed through not feeling well um, to get through the that to do those kind of things on my agenda this weekend. And I got half the contract done. So I was very productive, I think. Um but super tired and finished the bone box and started a new book and i've read chapter one of the new book and i stopped because i had so many other things on my agenda that i had to force myself though to stop because it does start off with a very strong hook and it gave three different perspectives within the first chapter so that so again I'm learning new things. I'm seeing how authors do their craft, what the way that they approach their books. Um, so it went from victim to killer to detective um, in that sequence. So um, that was an interesting take. I have not seen that one before. 
Um, but I haven't read a lot in the genre. That's the problem. I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> um, this week, I got a busy week ahead of me. Uh, not even to mention, uh, this is the week before we go out for spring break. So I'm going to have to be, um, we're reading short stories at work, um, which I'm loving. I'm teaching them a writing strategy this week. So super excited about having that opportunity to teach writing to my students. And then homeschooling, that's on the list. Um, we're not taking a break this week. It's next week, too. So I'm going to be completely free um, for seven work days. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Looking forward to that break. Um, but I have a podcast myself. I'm going to be on a show this week. Uh, super excited about that. I think my friend Ann said she was going to release the Love Over Pizza episode that we already pre-recorded. That I think she was going to... Uh, release that interview the last week of the month so maybe that one's coming out between this week and next week maybe you'll get an opportunity to hear that i'll give that a shout out when that comes um but i'm just really um looking forward to what writing i can get in this week to prepare for nano i like spending time with nano prep um and just kind of framing everything out so for this week if you hear me talk about framing my books um, especially when it's in my nonfiction world, I like to go ahead and get my chapters already framed out and my organization framed out. It's going to follow my same Bible devotional structure. Um, and so my monarch method, of course, it's the way that I'm approaching my author world. And you guys know that that is with prayer and thanksgiving to the Lord. So that it has to go. Uh, Bible verses will be in there and journal reflections. Of course, that's just the way I do life, right? So you guys, um, the Monarch Method is going to follow the pattern of my nonfiction books that I have under Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry that you can check out on Amazon. They're on KU. And this one's going to be in the KU world just because I love KU myself um and it can if people are if authors are uh, into that ku they can click it and go um that's what i'm planning um at this point we'll see um i do really like the draft of digital print though <sighs> so i'm praying about that i keep saying ku but then i think about wait but i love that draft of digital print so yeah i got the print from ghoul school and i really like the quality of that so I'm considering that draft the digital print. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll talk about the business of all of that later. Uh, right now, I've got to write the book, right? I'm just going to continue to pray about it. And I know the Lord is going to lead me in the way that it needs to go. Where does that need to be placed so we can get into the hands of readers? And um, the Lord will help me make those decisions when that time comes. Right now, i just got to write that thing. <laughs> um but I've already done the loose outline. I've already done the um, jam board on it. And so now I've just got to move from that to my or the actual work, the actual chapter framing. So um, I'll be doing that probably this week and next week, getting everything lined up and all the images and all of the, the inserts and everything that I need to make the book pretty. Oh, speaking of, my husband is kind of hinting around he's going to buy me a Mac. So my husband bought me an HP when I was in my doctorate program. And now that thing is um, going super slow and um, it's kind of scary a little bit. So 
he was like, you know, with all of the things that you do, I think you really need to transition over to a Mac now. And so he's he's kind of hinting around that he might get me a Mac. And if he does, I'm getting Vellum. And I'm so excited about that because my friend used Vellum and her book is beautiful. And I got the, the paperback copy. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's so clean and it's so professional. Um, vellum is is what I want to invest in um, after seeing it in print, after seeing that work. And I'm going to contact one of my author friends today who does very, I mean, beautiful typesetting. And I'm going to ask them, you know, I'm going to say, are you using Word or are you using Vellum? I just want to know because... I'm looking towards that. So I did research vellum this weekend just as a precursor to this conversation. Uh, just to know that um, nothing's been set in stone and my husband has not formally announced, oh, your computer's coming in the mail. But we did look at Apple products this weekend. Um, and so I'm kind of a little praying about that, that, that maybe uh, he'll feel led to do that and donate to the cause. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to donate to the cause, you guys know how to support me, Jen Lowry Writes Podcast. Any of your donations to me help me do this author life, and I'm able to um, then come back here and share it all with you. So um, don't think that that donation is then making it where I can go and buy myself uh, a Starbucks coffee and some ice cream. And if and if that's the case, too, maybe that's a part that helps me rejuvenate and be able to <laughs> talk more about the podcast. But anything that's donated to me, I turn back into the author business uh, for the glory of God. So just to let you guys know, um, thank you for your support. Well, all right, guys, I hope that y'all have a blessed day. I am off. There's going to be more topics coming your way this week. I've got a list of them. Yes, I do. I've listed them out in my journal. Left them at home, but uh, they're there. So that's going to be um, something that I'm going to be doing from now on is just when people are emailing me and asking me questions out in the world, I'm making a list of those questions so I can make sure that I don't um, lose sight of them and answer them. Um, a lot of that's going to be done in the monarch method. So then I can just refer people back to the book because some of my most, like some of the biggest questions I get is I don't know where to start. How do you do it? So I'm going to show people what I do from beginning to end. Um, and that way they have a method that they could possibly try out and modify and adapt to help them build their method, to build their way. And so, um, I'm really excited and uh, share uh, the Monarch Method with you guys. All right. I will talk with y'all later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon.
The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22nd, 2021, and our Writing Warriors for Jesus Writing Conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. All sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.